Section 29 of A Treatise on Good Works. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. A Treatise on Good Works by Martin Luther. Translated by Johann Michael Rieu. Fourth Commandment, subsections 16 through 18. 16. Three special distinct works all rulers might do in our times, particularly in our lands. First, to make an end of the horrible gluttony and drunkenness, not only because of the excess, but also because of its expense. For through seasonings and spices and the like, without which men could well live, no little loss of temporal wealth has come and daily is coming upon our lands. To prevent these two great evils would truly give the temporal power enough to do, for the inroads they have made are wide and deep. And how could those in power serve God better, and thereby also improve their own land? Secondly, to forbid the excessive cost of clothing, whereby so much wealth is wasted, and yet only the world and the flesh are served. It is fearful to think that such abuse is to be found among the people who have been pledged, baptized, and consecrated to Christ, the crucified, and who should bear the cross after him, and prepare for the life to come by dying daily. If some men erred through ignorance, it might be borne, but that it is practiced so freely, without punishment, without shame, without hindrance, nay, that praise and fame are sought thereby, this is indeed an unchristian thing. Thirdly, to drive out the usurious buying of rent charges, which in the whole world ruins, consumes, and troubles all lands, peoples, and cities through its cunning form, by which it appears not to be usury, while in truth it is worse than usury, because men are not on their guard against it as against open usury. See, these are the three Jews, as men say, who suck the whole world dry. Here princes ought not to sleep nor be lazy if they would give a good account of their office to God. 17. Here too ought to be mentioned the knavery which is practiced by officials and other episcopal and spiritual officers, who ban, load, hunt, and drive the poor people with great burdens as long as a penny remains. This ought to be prevented by the temporal sword, since there is no other help or remedy. Oh, would God in heaven, that some time a government might be established that would do away with the public body-houses, as was done among the people of Israel. It is indeed an unchristian sight, that public houses of sin are maintained among Christians, a thing formerly altogether unheard of. It should be a rule that boys and girls should be married early, and such vice be prevented. Such a rule and custom ought to be sought for by both the spiritual and the temporal power. If it was possible among the Jews, why should it not also be possible among Christians? Nay, if it is possible in villages, towns, and some cities, as we all see, why should it not be possible everywhere? But the trouble is, there is no real government in the world. No one wants to work, therefore the mechanics must give their workmen holiday. Then they are free, and no one can tame them. But if there were a rule that they must do as they are bid, and no one would give them work in other places— this evil would to a large extent be mended. God help us. I fear that here the wish is far greater than the hope, but this does not excuse us. Now see, here only a few works of magistrates are indicated, but they are so good and so many that they have superabundant good works to do every hour and could constantly serve God. 
but these works like the others should also be done in faith yea be an exercise of faith so that no one expect to please god by the works but by confident trust in his favor to do such works only to the honor and praise of his gracious god thereby to serve and benefit his neighbor 18 the fourth work of this commandment is obedience of servants and workmen toward their lords and ladies masters and mistresses of this st paul says titus chapter 2 thou shalt exhort servants that they highly honor their masters be obedient do what pleases them not cheating them nor opposing them for this reason also because they thereby bring the doctrine of christ and our faith into good repute that the heathen cannot complain of us and be offended st peter also says servants be subject to your masters for the fear of god not only to the good and gentle but also to the forward and harsh for this is acceptable with god if a man suffers harshness being innocent now there is the greatest complaint in the world about servants and working men that they are disobedient unfaithful unmannerly and overreaching this is a plague sent of god and truly this is the one work of servants whereby they may be saved truly they need not make pilgrimages or do this thing or the other they have enough to do if their heart is only set on this that they gladly do and leave undone what they know pleases their masters and mistresses and all this in a simple faith not that they would by their works gain much merit but that they do it all in the confidence of divine favor in which all merits are to be found purely for nothing out of the love and good will toward god which grows out of such confidence and all such works they should think of as an exercise and exhortation ever to strengthen their faith and confidence more and more for as has now been frequently said this faith makes all works good yea it must do them and be the master workman end of section twenty nine